coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and I am thrilled to have Brad Schneider, the COO of The Growth Coach, with us today. We're going to dive into some ideas around how we can grow, right? We're already talking franchise marketing but the growth coach, they're specialists in helping small businesses grow. So I want to get into that with Brad today. Welcome to the show, Brad. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me today. You got it. It's great to have you here. So tell me a little bit, before we get started into the meat and potatoes of modern day growth, tell me a little bit about the growth coach, your role there. I know uh, you, you started as COO. Tell us a little bit about your, your background and, and the brand. Yeah. So background for me personally, I have about 28 years of experience in strategic change, leadership development, and HR management and all the people stuff. Keep me away from the payroll and benefits stuff. That kind of makes me kind of nauseous and things like that. But all the people side of business has kind of been my background. I started my growth coach franchise. It was actually eight years ago in May and have a growth coach franchise that I own in Columbus, Ohio area. But beginning of this year, I also took on an expanded role as the chief operating officer of the growth coach. And so it's been exciting to be able to kind of extend the support that I give to my clients on a day-to-day basis in my community and being able to do that across our coaching network. So everything from helping get new coaches on board, helping our coaches grow their businesses effectively and scale effectively, and then really trying to keep an eye out on what's kind of next coming up in the world of coaching and kind of helping our coaches kind of stay ahead of the the next pieces that are coming and be ready as technology and change continues to drive evolution for all of us. Exactly. It's certainly doing that. And I don't think any of us have a choice but to get on the bandwagon and figure out the best way to use it all, right? Which is what I really want to dive into today with you is really what to focus on and what not to, even though certainly there's a lot of attention that is given to certain types of things in, in the world of technology and marketing. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, but talk a little bit more about the growth coach, you know, who you serve, but also what differentiates you guys as a coaching franchise? Yeah, absolutely. So the growth coach really specializes in small and mid-sized businesses. We target obviously business owners and executives. We work with management teams and frontline leaders. And then we also work with salespeople as well, especially those entrepreneurs that didn't realize that they'd have to actually sell when they started their business, because that's usually an eye-opener for for many folks along the ways. And so, you know, what we really do in our coaching brand is we're not formulaic in any way, shape, or form, though we do have a strong model that we believe in. And that model is built to be able to drive behavior change. And no growth or no improvement comes without consistent behavior change by any of those constituents that I talked about previously. And so, you know, a couple of ways that we try to drive that and do that as a a coaching brand is one, having a strategic mindset process, which covers five key areas that helps people, keeps people focused on growth 
And if you're not a strategic thinker or have ever been exposed to strategic thinking, it's a great process to just teach basic strategic thinking to people that that's a new experience for them. And a lot of times in small businesses, especially managers, um, trying to think and act strategically, that's a new thing for them. And so we've got a model that we're able to teach that's repeatable for that. The other thing that's great about us as a, as a franchise, if, if you're considering a coaching practice, is that we have a broad library of intellectual property that's been effective for over 25 years and continues to grow as the world grows and changes around us. And, you know, what I tell folks is that um, we're, we're kind of like not the subway of the coaching industry. And what I mean by that is we encourage the folks that join us to bring their expertise and their talents. And if you, if you think of Subway restaurants, if I went and I owned one and I sold turkey and Gouda, their business model would not support that. But inside the Growth Coach, if you found that Gouda works well with a turkey sandwich in your market, we help you couple up our model and process with your experience to deliver what your clients need. So it's a great opportunity to coach clients from the perspective of what they need and not necessarily trying to fit them into products or programs that we've preconceived or created. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're talking about serving clients and helping them where they're where they're at, right? Where where they're starting from when you meet them, you, you have to be flexible, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to leverage their strengths and help them fill the gaps with their weaknesses, but it's it's going to be a little different every time, right? You can't just cookie cutter that type of thing. And uh, you know, frameworks and principles all apply, but but it has to be a little bit unique or customized, I guess, for each client. Um, so, I mean, tell, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, is there a story or just, you know, something you could share that wh- where you, I mean, cause you've done it too. You've, you've worked as, as a franchisee and now you're a COO, but is there like a story that kind of encapsulates that a little bit, like how you've worked with one of your clients and you had to be kind of flexible and, and find a good starting point that just leveraged where they were and, and helped them move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Probably my favorite story is one of my longer term clients. It's a chiropractic office. And, you know, they are very um, independent thinkers. And, you know, it's a challenge, right? As a coach, you need to sort of control the coaching relationship, but you need to, as you were saying, kind of meet folks where they're at. And so, you know, being able to come in and engage with them and take elements and and the way I kind of uh, um, kind of talk about it with our coaches and folks considering the gross coaches we're pulling bits and pieces from the framework that helps them fit what they need. And we're ultimately, you know, in this particular case with this client, you know, even though I'm talking to them importance of having a vision and knowing where they want to go. And I get bucked back a little bit of that early on, like, no, we've got these issues that we need to deal with today and, you know, helping them through that, but then pulling them back to those things and ultimately helping them realize that, we didn't really need to fix problems inside of their business. What we needed to do was open their mindset to the possibility of growth. In this particular case, you know, they'd been a part of a professional group where their friends had told them growing your practice is crazy because having employees is too much of a headache. So there's no value in acquiring new businesses or building new businesses that, cause all they're doing is bringing you headaches. And so, um, you know, we spent a lot of time kind of working about what they really wanted to do. Um, They have a specific belief in the type of chiropractic care that they deliver and the way it delivers wellness to people to live long and lasting lives. And bringing up the point with them that, hey, 
you know, you're, you're wasting the opportunity to share this gift that you all have with other people because you're afraid that you can't manage employees effectively. And, yeah. you know, that was one of those aha moments for them. Like, yeah, we are limiting ourselves. Right. And, and it's like, you already have three or four doctors in your practice right now. Like, why can't we do this? And so that's a good example where today um, they did end up acquiring another chiropractic business. Um, they have their eyes on another one right now that hopefully will happen later this year. And they'll end up probably growing by about 50% in doctor count over the course of two to three years. And then obviously that has some huge implications for them in terms of revenue and reach. But for them, it was really about the specific type of care that they deliver and the impact that they wanted to have in the local communities around us and being able to use our tools to block or unblock them from their beliefs that were holding them back and getting them excited about moving forward with that growth and seeing how excited and engaged they are now. Um, that's what makes coaching great. And one of the reasons why I love coaching and coaching with the growth coach. Yeah. Now that's strategic, right? Like, uh, we talk a lot about fear of failure in, in my world and, 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 you know, but fear of success or fear of, of doing more than you're ready for. And, and I've worked with uh, folks in, in, in the chiropractic and physical therapy industry as well. And they, that, you know, I think a lot of them feel the same way. They want to do a really good job, right. For the people they serve. And so there is a little bit of a, Hey, I can only do this myself. I can't scale this. I can't grow this. And, and you're right. It's a different mindset to say, but you're not helping more people. Is there a way you can reach more? Maybe you can't do everything you do, but right. it's again, thinking differently about it. And it's like wondering, yeah, why aren't we doing more? And, uh, but that's a great story. So when you think about that kind of impact, how, so if I'm a franchisee or a potential, I should say a potential franchisee, how, you know, tell me a little bit about the support structure from day one. You know, how do you kind of bring a franchisee in to put them in a position to be able to do what you just described and do yeah. it well. Yeah, absolutely. So what's interesting is we tend to attract sort of two types of folks. We either attract sort of business folks that maybe have some experience in business development, but haven't really coached formally. They maybe they've been a mentor to folks or, or what have you. And then we also attract coaches that have maybe coached on their own inside of other businesses or like a background like me, you know, I was an HR person that was doing executive coaching inside of an organization. Yeah. And, uh, and, the cool, and the cool thing about us is we can help kind of both ways, right? So we've got the marketing strategies and the marketing tools in place, everything from digital to the networking and referral strategies to help you establish your credibility quickly and demonstrate how you can reach out to an organization like that chiropractic group. Or, you know, I was working with a um, just before we got on this call, a, a small nonprofit that works with folks with developmental disabilities and provides care for them and helping you understand that that coaching process that we have and we can teach you and your experience. When we pair those things together, there's ways that you can explain how to win that business and win that uh, coaching opportunity and build that trust with folks and then deliver that level of accountability or those challenging questions to be able to help drive growth for those organizations. On the other side, you're maybe more of that successful business person and you've been kind of coaching by gut or by feel, but you haven't really had a formula or a process for that. Um, and it just kind of happened naturally for you. We show you both one-on-one -on -one and group coaching programs and opportunities and train you and certify you 
to be able to coach effectively, still give you all that other support related to marketing and business development, um, but really help round out folks that sort of innately do this type of work with, they've been the one that people kind of come to and, and ask them for advice and help. And then, you know, we really take that expertise, kind of teach it to them. And then the greatest thing about our, our network, in my opinion, is our coaches. And we do regular coaching circles once a week that are run by our existing franchisees that are sharing their real world experiences, real world applications, helping people where maybe they're trying to get through some of their own limiting beliefs and things of that nature and sharing some of those content and um, subject ideas and subject experiences that really help round out and make us a super strong coaching network. And so you're never alone in our network. You're never having to start from scratch on anything. And there's always somebody in our network that if, if you're trying to figure out how to crack a particular nut with a client or a prospect, there's always somebody within our network that's been there, done that, and 100% willing to share how they've done it to help you make it happen. Yeah, you know, and, and everything you described there is, I mean, you could be a coach on your own. You could be great at what you do, really knowledgeable in the areas that that you're focused on. But to, cu- to couple a franchise model with a coaching business gives the coaches that much more, you know, leverage, right? I mean, you have, it's not just, you're not limited to you. It's the whole network. It's everybody. And I'm sure you have a lot of really brilliant people and they have different strengths, right? I mean, clearly, and and as a network, you can pull from all that. And again, you may not have all the answers, but someone in the network probably does. And that in and of itself is a coaching principle in a way, is, is the idea of mentorship and and having, you know, other people you can learn from and you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, that's kind of built in, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have, um, I get mocked sometimes in our company because I've worked with a lot of software companies along the way. And an old phrase used to be eating your own dog food, which meant using your own product and your own tools. And we very much do that. We mirror the group coaching processes that we execute with our clients. Um, we use our own tools in that coaching process. And um, we, we, we help develop that value for our coaches internally and then also help them see how it can help them bring that value to clients in the field as well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, I think this kind of segues nicely into, you know, the idea of what's going on in the 2020s, right? We've, we've all been through a lot. There's continue, continuing uh, change upon us. And a lot of the change and a lot of the driver to change is technology. And now, you know, we're getting into a stage of technology, a lot of, a lot of talk about uh, AI and the way that's being used. Tell me a little bit about how that plays into not only how you support your franchisees, but how you guys are all supporting your clients and keeping them focused on what matters most right now. Yeah, great question. I'll start from the kind of inside of our network standpoint of things. You know, we've released some content that is self-directed online content that supports our coaching model over the last couple of years. We've also implemented a coaching portal, which allows us to automate much of the manual processes of scheduling sessions and tracking sessions and sending out assignments and follow-ups and things of that nature. And so we've been trying to implement that technology to, to kind of practice what we preach, right? And we talk about you know some of those low-value steps that business owners do that they should delegate or do less of or find a resource for. So 
we've been modeling that kind of within inside of our practice and um, also doing a lot too. Obviously everybody's on zoom and everything that we do can be done virtually hybrid or in person, um, which I think kind of goes without saying, which kind of speaks to your point originally, if this were 2019, um, the notion of zoom for half of the population would have been what's that and how does that work? And now it's just the way of life. And so obviously we've adapted all of our programming to be able to, to be facilitated through teams or zoom or whatever your, your tool of choice is. And so, you know, we've been continuing to kind of ramp up the technology support from that side to increase efficiencies for um, our coaches in terms of managing the coaching process and also trying to be able to share content that we're creating kind of quickly as we work with our clients. And so we're a really collaborative network. And as we're coming up with things that augment our coaching system, um, you know, we've got some great tools in place to be able to share those things relatively quickly. And, you know, the, really the best of breed solutions get out to our other coaches effectively through those models. Um, in terms of our clients, I think that's a, that's a fascinating discussion. And so, um, you know, I think one of the things, and, and actually one of the places where I've been spending some time for me researching the growth coach three, four or five years from now is really wrapping around that extension of behavior change and really rooting it more in the sense that, you know, if I were to define it, the notion of being adaptable is really one of those things that it's almost essential for behavior change today. And not that it wasn't before, but it is so much more now. And there's some really groundbreaking research out there that, that we've been starting to apply into our coaching that shows the ways that we can teach the ability to adapt, um, but also be able to identify the a, um, elements of the environment where somebody's working to show how those enhance or maybe decrease the chances of adaptability. And so we're doing to try to dive in a little bit more and figure out how do we leverage that concept of adaptability and weave that more in because I think that impacts everything from business owners' ability to create and innovate all the way down to dealing with the emotional strain and stress and, and all of the um, challenges that we've all faced with dealing with this really heavy burden of change over the last few years and, and really helping people give them the tools to process those things. And if they're not becoming burnout and stressed out at work, then they're going to be sticking with us as employees and the businesses that we're coaching. And so, you know, that's really a good subject area that we've been kind of focusing on. And I guess the last thing that comes to mind, and um, you didn't say it, but, you know, usually when people are talking tech today, what they're really saying is AI. And, you know, I think one of the things that's important about AI that, that we've been really trying to emphasize, and I know that I've been doing with my clients specifically, is that, you know, really at the end of the day, we don't know where AI is going to go, how far it's going to go and things like that. And it's, it's a good way to get some clicks to talk about how the robots are going to rule the world and everything like that. And I suppose if robots are going to rule the world, there's some things we could try to do to get ahead of that. But in the meanwhile, while most of us that are listening to this are around and running businesses or considering running businesses, really what it gets back to is that we are still and always will be until the robots take over, if you will, um, built on relationships and the power of relationships and making, building and building personal connections. 
And so everything that I'm talking to my clients about, everything that we're talking about with the growth coach is that inside whatever your business today is, if you can focus on making it personalized for somebody, if you can do it at a high level of quality, or you can do it at a high level of service, or two or three of those things, those are the people that are winning in nearly every industry right now. And so our job as coaches is to keep people focused on those things. And that gets back to some of the fundamentals of where you're spending your time. How do you believe you can be helping people? How are you communicating your ability to be able to help them? Um, how do you serve as a connector and pulling people together to build and establish relationships and add value on a regular basis? And so, yeah, there's a lot happening, you know, and, and we're certainly using AI to, to help, you know, sort of automate some of our manual processes, um, you know, writing some of our marketing school scripts and things of that nature that, you know, help us move along maybe a little bit faster. And there's certainly opportunities for that. But I think it's really important that people don't lose sight of that the money's in the relationships. It's always been in the relationships. And we need to continue to do that despite the technological advances that are happening around us. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt it is. And and, and I don't think that I'll ever, well, we, unless we stop being humans, right, we're, we're going to crave connections and relationships and that's what we're going to trust. And you're right. It's an interesting world, this concept of, of AI, right? It's no doubt there's some compelling things to consider from a business standpoint, but you're right. We just don't know where things are moving yet. Um, but adaptability was a, um, it was a great word because I, no matter what, you, we're all going to have to continue to adapt and figure out what is going to move the needle most for our business and for our clients who we serve. So that you know, that's key. So is there like, you know, you're obviously your business model is, is growth coaching. It's coaching, you know, business owners. And is there another, like to me, adaptability is a word I won't forget, right? That, that just, yeah. just even thinking that way is helpful. <laughs> okay. Is there another word or another principle that you feel like, yeah, that's, here's another one for you. Is there something like that you could share with the audience that you just think it's critical they have this mindset going forward? Well, I've, I'm going to turn your question around a little bit and go a little bit deeper sure. on adaptability because I really okay. believe it's so universal and core to the, the things that we're doing. And, and nestled in adaptability and some of the research that, that we've been following and even participating in, in some cases, there's some real core concepts that are in there that are teachable. You know, you're not just born with the ability to adapt. And there's things that we can do as leaders to help people improve their resilience and their ability to just continue to engage, even though there's an overwhelming potential volume of change at times, right? And so being resilient and being willing to step back up to the plate again and again and again as changes are coming through are really important. Um, an area of research that's been budding that's, I think, really valuable, really to adaptability is the notion of unlearning. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically the concept of being able to take something that you've known and be able to find a different way to do that. And there's all kinds of ways to practice and build that skill. But if you think about all the things that we do day to day inside of our business that we would tell ourselves that we're really adaptable, but we've really narrowed ourselves down to creature of habit and routine. And those things are good because they've built efficiencies and, and capabilities, but our ability to learn how to do my radio show a little bit differently, right, is where that next level of growth comes through. Um, having the mental flexibility to believe I have a really successful radio program right now, 
but also believing that there may be another way I could be doing it better or maybe do it on another platform, right? And, and those are some of those concepts that we can actually teach and really help people dive deeper into so that when it comes to being adaptable, it's not just this um, ambiguous thing of I'm born with it or not, but helping people see this is how you can do these things to help make you more adaptable. And more importantly, as business owners and leaders, these are the things that we need to be able to build up in our people so they can continue to adapt and roll with the changes as we're seeing them. So sorry, I circumvented your question a little bit, but You know, I think no, I, heard, of- I heard a lot of I heard a lot of other good buzzwords in there, like resilience. I think that's another good one. I'm writing it down. Uh, but yeah, I, just hearing you talk, I mean, I think there's there's such a need uh, for for this kind of support, training, communication. Uh, we all have to I, unlearning. Well, the first thing I thought of when you said unlearning is just like you said, it's it's changing your expectations a little, right? You're not expecting this will never change or it won't break or I won't have to pivot or I won't have to, you know, make a, make a concession or, or be creative here. I think we have to uh, not only seek that, but expect it. Right. And, but, but again, it's balanced so that you understand when you should be putting the effort in and when you should maybe pull back and stay focused. And, and, and again, but again, it's no matter what the resilience and adaptability is, it's just impossible to avoid, even if you tried to, um, but it's I just going to frustrate you, right? Yeah, and especially the thing with about being able to unlearn is it it opens our mind to the possibility that we can grow and change. I did a I did a quick exercise with a group last week, and I'm going to be doing it again here. And it was a little bit of an experiment for me, but it worked really well. Which was, um, well, if you're like me with horrible handwriting, you you have really bad memories of grade school and those little traceable sheets of trying to learn how to write letters. Well, challenge a group of people or challenge yourself sometime to write your name with the opposite hand. And like your initial reaction to that is like, I can't do that. Like it'll be a train wreck or what have you. But if you just spend a little bit of time practicing that, or if you just, you know, if it was really important to you and you spent five or 10 minutes a day tracing your name a little bit and developing that skill set, you absolutely can write with your opposite hand. Um, my son, who just had shoulder surgery and is in a sling right now, has learned requirement-wise. He has to be able to write with his opposite hand right now. So it's all capable and it's all possible, but it's uncomfortable and it's, and it's challenging and it feels weird and it's awkward. And, you know, all of those things are true about our ability to deal with change and to be able to adapt. So, you know, those are the things that try to open people's minds. Like if I can write my hand, write my name with the opposite hand, well, then I certainly can learn this other thing that I don't know how to do. And it's just about opening our mind to, wow, I am far more powerful and capable than what I thought I could do. And we can unleash that kind of opportunity thinking in owners, and we can unleash that opportunity thinking in our employees. I mean, the sky's the limit on how we can grow our businesses. Yeah. Now, you just t- just talking with you, I, I, I'm attracted to the, to the, the business of coaching because <laughs> This is a lot of what I do, but I, I don't necessarily directly make my living from coaching, but you have to, you know, I communicate this way a lot because I'm in the technology world and a lot of it is taking advantage of new opportunities, being willing to change and try new things and believing it's going to make that impact uh, the way you want it to. So I, I could definitely identify. So before I let you go, um, I'm thinking about the audience here and 
you know, what would you say, you know, when, when someone's considering a business and we're talking about the franchise world here and, you know, and you're a guy that gets mindset, you're a guy that really, I mean, you're coaching people that are already doing it successfully, other business owners and, and, and probably franchises for that matter. But tell me what advice you would have for someone seeking a franchise, maybe a coaching franchise. What, 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 which, how, you know, what, any advice? How would, you, how would you talk to them if you knew them well and you were giving them a little bit of advice? Yeah, great question. I think for whether it's coaching or, or any sort of business or franchise opportunity, and especially on the franchise opportunity, and, and it goes back a little bit to um, you know, what you were talking about earlier about, well, yeah, I could do some of this on my own, but kind of at what cost, right? And um, you know, I know for me, when I was looking, and one of the main reasons why I started to look for um, a growth coach franchise was I had friends of mine that I had talked to just answering, asking that same question. And, and they were really good mentors of mine that had worked in the field that I had, and they had gone back to the corporate world after being on their own. And so I was like, you guys are the most entrepreneurial people I know. Like, how did you end up back in the corporate world? And what they talked about was just how exhausting it can be to have to kind of build a product deliver the product and then turn around at night and then have to go sell it at a networking event and then build it and then do it all again and again, kind of in that coaching world. Right. And so I think whether it's a coaching franchise or any other type of franchise business, what kind of support is in place that can help you maximize your strengths and capabilities? I knew I could coach. I had been coaching. I'd been a successful coach. I needed help figuring out how do I start a relationship with a potential coaching client that I'd never met and nobody introduced me to and figure out how to develop that business. And so, you know, thinking about those strengths that you have and then finding a, a partner in a franchise that can amplify those strengths, um, I think is, is paramount to making a good match when you're looking at um, franchises. I know I answered that probably more in a coaching context than anything else, but I think you could take those principles and apply them to about any type of, of franchise opportunity, kind of knowing yourself and, and knowing what your background and experiences are. Yeah, no doubt. Knowing thyself, that is a tough one. It's a tough one when you're a younger person. I look back on my life and say, I wish I knew that right at 18. I, at my age now, I know exactly what I want, right? Takes a little bit of time to learn that, but it's a good question to ask yourself is what am I what am I really meant for? What am I good at? What where are my strengths? Where are my weaknesses? And just being self-reflective when you when you look at a business. Uh that's been amazing. But listen, Brad, it's been great having you on the show. Before we let you go, can you share how folks can learn more about the growth coach, both as a potential business owner or someone who might be interested in becoming a coach? What's the best way to find yeah, both, more? Yeah, absolutely. In both places, you can go to thegrowthcoach.com. Out there, you'll see all kinds of information about how to become a franchisee. If coaching something of interest to you and uh, that's something that you've looked at as a potential career opportunity to, to build a business and grow a business. And that's really what we do is we grow coaching businesses. There, there are plenty of places you can go to be a coach. Um, we want to find people that want to grow coaching businesses. Um, but also on that site too, if you're looking for a coach, um, there's an opportunity to go in and plug in your address and actually more specifically your zip code. And we can go ahead and get you connected with one of our folks that are most local to you that could be of help for you. If you're a business owner, looking for some assistance in growing your business or helping the, the people around you in your business 
be able to grow and develop and, and take your business to new heights. Well, it sounds like an amazing opportunity, honestly, uh, for people that want to help and serve their community and uh, make a good living at the same time. And it sounds like a, a perfect opportunity for that. I really appreciate your time today, Brad, sharing your insights about the growth coach and, and this crazy technological world we're in. Well, Rob, I've really enjoyed it. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time and I uh, wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate that, Brad. Bye for now. Take care.